Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Then say you always get all the answers. Tumpte. Hump day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this hump day edition of the Sports Mix for March 23rd, 2022. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin back today after a day off of the show yesterday. And our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us. Show sponsored in part. By Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, probably serving our area since 1880. Uh, we were set to have softball tonight on TV 10 and Talk Radio WRNR, but unfortunately, we will not due to the weather outside. Colin and Jim Klein were going to be on the call for Musselman, or Martinsburg at Musselman. Fortunately, that game's pushed to tomorrow, so we will have that game tomorrow for you. 6.41st pitch, or excuse, excuse me. 6.40 pregame show after 7 p.m. for the first pitch. I know you were itching to get out there for some softball broadcasting. Yeah, that's why I uh, took the afternoon off yesterday and wasn't on the show, so I could get home uh, to get my nap in earlier than uh, I usually do and then wake up and start my prep. So I guess it just gives me some extra time uh, to prep for tomorrow since that's it's where gotta it's It's got to be the best broadcast to. you've ever had. So I'm I'm gonna look forward to it. Uh, hopefully those two teams play well when we finally uh, do get the team. It just won't be tonight. It'll be uh, tomorrow night unless it gets postponed again. Since I believe the forecast is uh, calling for more rain the rest of the day and possibly into uh, tomorrow. So you never know how a uh, high school softball field's gonna do with uh, all that rain on top of it. Yeah, you do not know that. Just got some interesting news. Um, so tomorrow night it will be you and I or you and Nick or you and Avery. Jim's out. Jim is out. He just sent me a message. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's talk some high school baseball for you. A lot of games or a few games going on last night. Um, Musselman able to knock off Hedgesville in extra innings behind a Jason Myers RBI single in the bottom of the ninth inning. The the Applemen are now two and one on the season. The Eagles fall to three and two. Obviously, Hedgesville, uh, we saw on Friday night, and they fell to Martinsburg. But the tough ball game, it seems like a you know quite some good, highly contested, where they're one run games here early for these teams that are expected to do pretty well in the EPAC. Yeah, like I said uh, before the season started, I expected this to be a pretty competitive year, kind of like we saw in basketball. I think there's a lot of evenly matched teams. I think that. Uh, we'll see good play throughout the season and early in the year too. The pitching has been really good, and, and that's allowed for some close tight ball games. Uh, but that one a little bit higher scoring last night. Yeah, now we've had uh, at least two games that I know of off the top of my head that have uh, finished in walk offs and extras. The one that we had uh, earlier this week there Monday for Jefferson getting the walk off there in the eighth inning against Martinsburg and now Mosselman walks things off against uh Hedgesville so it's still early in the season there can be a team that maybe gets uh hot and seems like the team to beat but right now all these teams seem to be uh pretty competitive we've seen a lot of great pitching so far around the uh EPAC it'll only be a matter of time to see uh 
whose team can get the uh, bats to back it up first. And that's what you expect early in the season. You expect the uh, pitching to be all right, and the timing is just not there yet for the batters. The timing's not there yet. And yesterday, looking at the box score, Musselman got up 2 nothing after the first, 6-1 to one after the second, 8-1 to one after the third, and a big comeback there in the fifth and sixth inning for Hedgesville. Four runs in each of those two innings to tie the ball game, or excuse me, to get up by one, and then in the bottom of the sixth inning, Musselman tied it, and then they went to extras. Bottom nine, that that uh, RBI single on a ground ball to left field. Hartman scores off a of Meyer single there on the RBI single, and uh, after a double from Hartman down the line to left field, to left field. So definitely, you know, not a lot of hitting, but some clutch hits. In extra innings, you know, you're not going. I believe that one ended after 10 o'clock because I was sitting there watching. Because, like, the new Game Changer app, you can live watch some of these games now. Like, that's a lot easier than the old app, which I found. So I was sitting there last night waiting to do uh, my sports report for the morning. And I was like, all right, well, I've got this game. The Caps game's end. Could have recapped that. And then I'm waiting for this game to end. And I'm like, oh, it's bottom nine. Here we go. So then I watched the walk off happen on Game Changer. So that was pretty cool. Did all the uh, like other names for the players come out and you know storm the guy that hit the walk? Unfortunately, off? no. That'd be cool if it did that though. It just it's kind of like watching it Gatorade on MLB at bat app. Game changer. You watch the MLB at bat app, you can see yeah. kind of the progression around the bases. But Game Changer's new update is pretty cool. Uh, just doesn't seem like a little, everybody knows that Game Changer's got a new update. We didn't find out didn't till know, we yeah. till we couldn't. Uh, Look at live scores. It's a brand from the new games. app, so you have to download a new app. Not really a new. Yeah, it's update. not an it's update. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I just don't know why they didn't update the main app. But the other game last night, Spring Mills. It's, it's such a complicated update that they had to just make yeah. a brand new app. I, I guess so. Uh, Spring Mills fell to own four last night after falling to Mercersburg Academy four nothing. They're back in action Friday when they host Martinsburg. Uh, so a lot of early EPAC baseball. Spring Mills has a tough start to the season. They have, and, and they've been competitive. I think that's a good thing, but obviously you want those wins uh, in the EPAC. But um, it's a step in the right direction in terms of being competitive. They seem to have a good enough team that they can maybe beat these teams later in the year. So while it's a not great start in terms of the win-loss record, I think there are some things uh, that stand out. Obviously, we haven't seen them yet this year, but um, they're headed in the right direction from that point of view uh just need to clean up a little things to get those wins but i think being competitive against some of these teams will help you uh, later in the year and when you see them the next time maybe you get the more important win if it's especially you know when we get into sectional and regional play yeah definitely and uh avery did you get that worked out there for you so we can pop up our uh yes it's uh it's kind of weird it's pretty low res so the the Text Aww. is not really great to see, but we'll pop um, it up there for a second. See, how we can looks. we can still put it up on the screen. That's our upcoming broadcast schedule for it's the baseball whole broadcast softball. schedule for baseball softball yeah. does not include tomorrow's game though, um, or the tournament, right? Or the tournament down in Mingo Bay. We'll have a separate graphic for that one. Uh, just a lot of moving parts in that one. We're trying to nail down exactly. It doesn't look as low res when you see it there on Facebook or on TV. Yeah, or looking, on TV, it yeah, does it look looks good. A lot well, that's behind me. There so. you go. 
Um, yeah, but so we'll have two softball games out of the three we're broadcasting. Will now be tomorrow and Friday. We'll be Spring Mills at Martinsburg softball Friday. The other softball game April seventh, Martinsburg at Hedgesville. Um, and then the rest, we got a lot of good EPAC showdowns here. Late in the season, we have uh, some non-EPAC matchups, but we're just we're staying here in the panhandle for all these games for baseball, and it's uh, definitely kind of been hard to to manipulate getting a bunch of broadcast in when uh, some are going to different places for their non-conference games. Um, but we'll uh, have Jefferson twice next week. Yep, I did twice Jefferson. or three times, I twice. think. Twice. 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 Okay. Yep. They're playing Hedgesville on the 28th, and then on the 31st, they are hosting Washington. And then that on the 1st, we'll have Musselman at Martinsburg. So that's next week. And then April 4th, 7th, 8th, uh, we'll have Jefferson at Spring Mills, Martinsburg at Hedgesville softball, and then Martinsburg at Hedgesville baseball April 8th. So we'll get that uh, the big rivalry in both sports back-to-back days. I'm really looking forward to that game March 31st, Washington at Jefferson. It seems like uh, Washington's kind of starting off hot here in the EPAC, and um, if they can knock off Jefferson there at home, we uh, saw them. I can't remember if it was at home or not last year during the uh, postseason Washington knockoff Jefferson, but the Washington Patriots baseball team is a uh, team not to mess with here as of late, so keep an eye on them. Yeah, just uh, looking forward to it. And obviously that schedule could change a little bit. We see the party schedule today. today. Um, so that will change. And 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 possibly if we get like a rescheduling of a game that's maybe an EPAC game and one of those games that we have later in the year that's non-EPAC, we might change to an EPAC game if we think that would be more intriguing. But again, it just kind of depends. Yeah, I mean, baseball is the one kind of thing that... We might pick up some more softball if something changes as well. Yeah, but uh, that's what our initial broadcast schedule looks like. Uh, We'll get the Mingo Bay Classic uh, schedule out for you. Probably, it's about a month away, or it'll be finished in about a month. It's uh, the 18th to the... or the 19th to the 23rd of April. Uh, we'll have it out probably the first or second week of April, just kind of double checking where game locations are because we're going to be moving around for multiple ball games a day there. Uh, so we want to kind of get everything squared away logistical wise before we just throw out a schedule. Yeah, I mean that's something that again could change too depending on how the games go. If one game goes to extras, yeah, then you kind of one game goes short, that could change time. So Mingo Bay. When we go down there, it'll kind of be on the fly type of thing, even though we will have a plan going in, but it, it could adjust. We could maybe go on the air later or earlier, depending on what happens in the other games and stuff, but uh, it, or if traffic or whatever. I yeah, mean, I mean, obviously, we're, control, we're going, we're we're going to try to different do, sites. I think, at least two to three games each day. Yeah. Except for the final or Friday, there's only one game scheduled. I got to double check to see if they're going to schedule some later games. Uh, but there's one game scheduled Friday uh, with an e- Eastern Panhandle team that Friday. Uh, and then the Saturday, I believe, is scheduled based upon how teams do. It's kind of like the championship right. kind of thing. Uh, I'm not too certain about that. I'll have to double check, but it's kind of TBD for Saturday that day. Uh, but we'll at least get one game for you. It just depends on the locations and times of the other games so we can figure out to fit it in logistical wise uh but a lot of baseball coming up here on talk rated wrnr and tv 10 uh let's kind of switch over to uh some local 
uh, college sports news that came out about uh, about an hour ago. Uh, got the email from the SID at Shepard, uh, Chip Ransom, junior guard for the women's basketball team at Shepard, has been named to the 2022 WBCA NCAA Division II Coaches All-America team. The Women's Basketball Coaches Association announced today that junior guard is Abby Beeman. Uh, she led the Rams to 25-8 and overall mark as she topped the Rams in scoring 19 points per game, had 8.1 assists per game, and 2.9 steals per ball game. She topped the team in three-pointers, made 74 minutes, played with 1,254. She led Division Two in assists with 267 in assists per ball game. Uh, she just completely dominated this season. She also ranked fourth in steals nationally with 95. She was a four-time EP. PSAC East Athlete of the Week honoree and scored 20 points or more in 16 games this season, handed out eight uh, eight assists or more in 20 ball games this year. So she makes first, she's a first team All-America coaches for Division II women's basketball. Uh, congrats to, to her for that honor and she'll be back next year. And I guess technically has another year. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a big honor, of course. We've, uh, we've gotten to see her play all season and I think everyone in this room thinks that she's deserving of that award to be named to the All-America team. Very prestigious honor. So, you know, very happy for her. She's now the leader of the team, you know, with, with Marley McLaughlin and Sidney Clayton now no longer on the team. Uh, this is this is her team going into next year. And uh, I, I know the Rams are going to try their best to, to rally around her and put together another successful season. So congrats to her. Yeah, only 10 women, I believe, make the uh, list there for the team. So Abby Beeman being one of 10 is a uh, pretty high accomplishment. So big congratulations to her. Going to look forward to watching her the rest of her career break uh, even more records, not only at Shepard, but hopefully around the nation as well. She is a special player. I remember watching her in uh, high school there at Frankfurt because they were a rival of Berkeley Springs and just having so much respect for her game and she's a special player i've been saying that each time she's there on the court for shepherd and i'll say that the rest of the time she's on the court for shepherd there you go that's a good way to end the segment sponsored in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford in martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more on the other side of this break we'll talk uh nfl a lot of things going on uh trade market for a very high value great receiver in the nfl is heating up two teams that are very interesting to see our candidates for him and have apparently according to adam Schefter, have trades in place we'll talk about that next after this two minute break for new car dealerships and for used car dealerships in three states parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! 
try to collect on an insurance claim, perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, TV 10 on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson County, streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page and on Twitter at WRNR underscore Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, hanging out with you today. Uh, NFL, a lot, lot of stuff going around the NFL and very recent here, Adam Schefter, uh, among NFL insiders, our report is reporting that uh, Tyreek Hill going to be on the move here within the day, it looks like. Uh, apparently, there are two teams in and in with it, and they have already submitted trade offers, and they want to sign him to a massive extension upon receiving him. And that is kind of where the Chiefs can't do that. Really, they don't have the flexibility to sign him to a big contract extension because they have Mahomes on a big contract extension. So, yeah, which I, I feel like really hurts the Chiefs. Uh, I, I think he's their greatest weapon. Yes, they have a lot of talent, but I put him as a uh, number one there for their team. He's been one of the uh, best receivers in the game, arguably the best deep ball receiver in the game as of right now and him leaving will hurt them but if he goes to a team like the jets is he really gonna do anything there and if he goes to the team like the dolphins they're they're not that much better they're definitely better they just barely missed the playoffs i know a lot of people don't like tua i think he's a pretty decent quarterback that with a guy like a Tyreek Hill might give him more options to uh, succeed in the league. But out of those two teams, is there nobody that would be better that Hill might be interested in? Do do you think he has any input at Um, at all? So here's the – it's kind of like a whole tweet. What do you call it when you have multiple tweets? A thread. A thread. Kind of a thread, but he's quoted his – Adam Schefter's quoted his tweet. So an hour ago, Jets and Dolphins are in serious talks to trade for Tyreek Hill per league sources. Hill and the Chiefs are mulling what to do, but Hill's time in KC looks like it could be coming to an end. Then he quotes his tweet and said, Jets and Dolphins are the two teams now vying 
Forhill, who is expected to receive a massive contract extension from the team that trades for him. Dolphins assistant GM Marvin Allen was the Chiefs director of college scouting for five years from 2013 to 2017 when Kansas City drafted Tyreek Hill. If and when the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill, Casey's receivers would include Juju Smith-Schuster, who they recently acquired on a one-year deal, free agency-wise, McCall Hardman, Josh Gordon, Justin Watson, Cornell Powell, Dieter Gehrig, Dieter Gehrig, Gehrig, and Corey Coleman, the team still would be expected to add still in the NFL. The team would be expected to add wide receiver and free agency in the draft. Multiple teams were approached about a potential Tyreek Hill trade, but the Jets and Dolphins emerged in recent days as the two finalists. Hill is likely going to wind up as a Jet or Dolphin. Um, Then there's some stats about him, but then it says 23 minutes ago, Jets and Dolphins. Both now have trades and places for the soon-to-be former Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. The question now becomes where Hill wants to become the highest-paid receiver in the NFL. Once he decides the trade is expected to happen for now, Hill is said to be torn. And that's the latest from Adam Schefter 26 minutes ago, just after the 12 o'clock hour begin. Uh, what do we think of this? I'm, I'm shocked at how fast all of this happened. Like, maybe maybe this has been kind of negotiated for a while well, the way that broken he, out until now. The way that he it's kind of worded, multiple teams were approached about a potential trade, but the Jets and Dolphins emerged in recent days. So my thought is... is the Chiefs know they can't sign him for what he deserves. Right. Because he deserves to be one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid receiver in the National Football League. He's shown it, what he can do with Mahomes. And he can terrorize defenses. He's been on my fantasy team for the last two seasons. And I can tell you that he's been on more of the time than he's been off. So he deserves to be the highest paid receiver. But obviously, with the way that Mahomes... Had his contract, his massive extension that at the time was the leader. I don't know if he still is the leader for. I, I think oh yeah, that's yeah. Watson now. Um, but still, obviously, it's kind of hard to gauge what is going on here. But I mean, it, it, I would think the best scenario for him would be the Dolphins, only because he has a you know a, an above average quarterback there in Tuatala Tagovailoa. Well, not just that, but I think. The Mike McDaniel hire at head coach for Miami is probably going to bode well for Tyreek Hill, too, because McDaniel is the offensive coordinator for the Niners. He turned Debo Samuel from, you know, kind of a a streaky young guy into an all-pro receiver, one of the best receivers in the league last year, a guy who he used both as a running back and as a receiver, which Tyreek Hill certainly has the ability to do. We remember that when Hill first signed with the Chiefs, he played running back for a little while. He was a return man, a running back, and then became one of the best receivers in the league over the years. So I could see McDaniel kind of finding a similar role for Hill if he does get traded to the Dolphins. I don't really see the same kind of thing happening with the Jets. I, I that Tyreek Hill to the Jets, to me, has very much like... Lev Bell to the Jets vibes. It's the Jets. I mean, yeah, no, where it's nothing like sounds a, good with a them, star player signs with the Jets. They don't know how to use him properly, and it's just an ugly marriage at the end of the day. So, yeah, Dolphins and Tyreek Hill make a lot more sense to me. But, you know, I'm just shocked at how quickly all of this has developed. Like this morning, when we all woke up, I don't think anyone expected Tyreek Hill news to, to be in the I news right now. Because I haven't heard that he wants out of there. Yeah, and within the end of the day, he might be traded. Who knows? I don't think it's that he wants out. I think it's simply 
what I mentioned about him wanting to be the highest paid receiver, the Chiefs realizing they can't give him a contract extension and they want to get something for him. Right. It's simply then fact that he wants to get paid. Chiefs can't afford him. It's the same thing with Devontae Adams. You really think Devontae Adams wanted to leave Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? No, but he couldn't get the money he wanted. At the end of the day, the money is the most important thing for these guys because you don't know how long you're going to be playing in the NFL. And this is your chance to get paid. You only get maybe one or two big contracts, if you're lucky, too, but usually only one for most NFL players in the league. So this is your opportunity to get that. He wants to get paid big time. I don't blame him. Uh, he's already won the Super Bowl, so really doesn't have much to achieve outside of that. Um, Miami makes the more sense for the football perspective. Maybe the Jets could pay him more, so maybe he goes to the Jets. But obviously the Jets are not a team that, as we said, has really shown any relevance for the past since Rex Ryan was there, and they weren't really that relevant then. I mean, they did make two AFC championships under Rex, but offensively they haven't been relevant forever. Since Joe Namath. <laughs> I mean, maybe Chad Pennington to an extent had a decent team there for a few years, but nothing to really be excited about. Miami, they have Tua, they have uh, Taylor Bridgewater. So uh, they have some some talent there. They have Waddle, like you said. Gusecki, there's a chance and to have... And I think it's worth mentioning, too, that they signed Teron Armstead today, the offensive yeah. tackle from the Saints, who's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. I was looking for uh, salary caps for 2023. That's what I'm as we speak. It looks like Miami, it's just over $61 million. And then for the, the Jets, Jets, I got just under $66 million. I've got 40 on overthecap.com. That's that what I was looking at for the Jets for right now, 2023, over the cap.com. I had it 66. season moves? Is that for 2023. Yeah, I'm moves. looking at 2023 over the cap.com. It says the Jets have $40 million in space, hmm. and it says the Dolphins have $61 million in space. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right there for $40 million now. Whenever I clicked on the link, it went to 40 but for some reason when it was just sitting there on Google, it was at 66 Don't know why. I don't know either, but obviously that would have something to do with it. Um, I think the more intriguing thing, though, because obviously Tyree Kill's a great player, but how do you think then Mahomes performs with the Chiefs? Because Kansas City would be down really that big deep ball threat. Oh, here we go. We don't have to talk about it anymore. According to Adam Schefter, breaking news. Uh Chiefs are trading six-time Pro Bowler Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for five draft picks, a 2022 first-round pick, number 29 overall, its second-round pick this year, number 50, a fourth-round pick, as well as the fourth and sixth-rounders in 2023 draft. That's a Wow. Lot. That just tweeted moments ago. 30 from seconds the ago. Yeah. Live on the show. How about that? There we go. We, we said that the uh, Dolphins sounded like the better deal for Hill. I mean, I think better so because spot, I, think, in his sake. I think Tua's got better potential than Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, I couldn't Zach remember Wilson. his last name there for a second. It's not Darnold anymore. Um, and the Dolphins <laughs> just, be, signed a, just signed a left tackle to a five-year $75 million deal, that being Teron Armstead. Uh, so they've got some depth on the offensive line there, and that can solidly help 
the receiving core, especially for you know Tyreek Hill, just to get a, you know a few more seconds for him to get downfield because he's a deep threat. Well, I mean, right off the bat, my initial reaction to this trade is the Dolphins are going for it right now. You know, they're yeah. they're pulling a Rams this year. They think that's this, what I well, just I mean, said on the show because they're days trading ago. away all their draft win picks. Now. Hey, look, I mean, <laughs> they want to win now. If they don't have a quarterback. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's they a have a very crazy. average quarterback room right now with Bridgewater and Tua. They're not going to win anything to to really worry about. I mean, they probably are the third best team still in the AFC East. They might be the second best that you could put them over New England if you want. Is Tyreek Hill going to make the difference for Tua, or is he just can a benefit like of Patrick Debo Mahomes? Samuel was just used. I, I say yes. Now I'm interested. He's not a to gimmick see. player. He's not Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's a good talent, but he's a gimmick guy. I'd be interested to see. I disagree. Well, got the speed. Well, now we've talked about. Obviously, that it just happened, and all the picks that it took to get to get it to happen. But what did I mention was one of Adam Schefter's tweets. Whoever got him in the trade is expected to sign him to a long-term contract. What is this long-term contract? And here it is. Uh, I don't have it though. It just says and all that. So Adam Schefter. <laughs> Adam Schefter tweeted. I get. The, I have the Schefter alerts on. At the end of the day, there's Tyreek Hill getting a new contract, making him the highest paid receiver one week after Devontae Adams has set the mark. He has now agreed to a new contract with the Dolphins per Drew Rosenhaus. What is the number? You got a number here for me? Well, what's Devontae Adams? And then you can at least set some line right now. I'm assuming it's well over $200 right? I don't know. We're waiting for numbers-wise. So I don't know. Well... You want to take a break for now and then see if it comes out? No, I mean, let's just keep talking. We've got a little bit more things to talk about. Uh, Vikings signed to Zadarius Smith, former Packers linebacker? Yeah, edge rusher. Edge rusher, outside linebacker, uh, who apparently agreed to a deal with the Ravens. And he's like the another. He's like the fifth or sixth guy this offseason, this you know last couple of weeks that is or last week that has kind of made a switch decision on everybody. Yeah, I mean, as a Ravens fan, Zadarius Smith started his career in Baltimore. He never had a great season. I think his most sacks with the Ravens was eight and a half. They had back-to-back 12 sack seasons with the Packers. Uh, But he's coming off of a back injury last season, which I think he only played in one regular season game, and then he played in the playoff game and got a sack. Um, So that's a little bit concerning. And and the Ravens had agreed, though, to two deals with Smith. Their initial deal that they proposed – and then uh, the agent came back and they agreed to another deal, and he still ended up taking more money in Minnesota at the end of the day after Von Miller got that ridiculous contract. Um, so I don't blame Zadarius Smith. As as a fan of the team, the pass rush the pass rush has just not been there since Terrell Suggs started to decline, uh, and it seems like they haven't fil- found that guy yet. And they have two pass rushers coming off of injury already, though, with Oway and Tyus Bowser. So there's concerns there. Uh, adding another guy that was coming off of injury, I wasn't super excited about, but I liked the money. I think they were only going to give him $8 million. Minnesota's giving him fourteen. Uh, he's a good player, um, but again, I don't know if it's a huge loss for Baltimore with the injury concerns there, uh, but it is a huge position of need for the Ravens. And per uh, uh, Ian Rappaport, at Rapsheet on Twitter, Ty- Tyreek Hill's new contract likely earned some 70 or so 
guaranteed over three years. That's what the Dolphins take on in the space is freed up by the Chiefs. Obviously, this situation is evolving as the minutes go on, uh, but obviously going to make for a wild NFL season this year with all the moving parts I, th- I feel like that have happened. I feel like it's been more moving parts than of recent years, at least higher higher caliber. A lot of quarterbacks, a lot of wide receivers running back. Well, not many Excuse me, running backs, but a lot of wide receivers moving. Well, the AFC West, I think Kansas City takes a step back here a little bit because the Chargers have built up on their defense uh, and the Broncos have built up on their offense. The Raiders got Devontae Adams, and now the Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill, who is a very dynamic playmaker for their team. So, again, Juju. And see what they get out of those five picks. Yeah, those draft picks are going to be huge. I don't, I'm trying to remember if there's any really decent veteran receivers out there. I don't think there's too much this left. This is not a Corey great... Jones, maybe? Yeah, but he's he's done. I think he's done. I mean, it might be somebody that they could pick up, right? They have At Josh least. Gordon. Here it is. Four-year, $120 million extension includes $72.2 million guaranteed per Ju- per Adam Schefter, per his eight, per Hill's agent, Drew Rosenhaus. So, it's a little less than what I thought they would give him. Kind of but I don't, how long is it? Like, what's his current contract situation? I was about to say because it is an extension. Because I don't, he's not on his rookie contract anymore. So, no. I don't know. I don't know what he's making per year. I mean, that's thirty I'd million right a year, that much, easy. yeah, for yeah. a wide receiver. That is a ton of money. Yeah, you're right. It's quarterback money. He signed a three-year, fifty-five, fifty-four million dollar deal, including a five point eight million dollar signing bonus, thirty-five million guaranteed. Uh, when did this happen? Because I want to know how much is that was left the last on his contract. contract. So that okay. was 2019. So this would be his free agent, his final season. So so t- good for the Chiefs, I guess. They saw the writing on the wall and they're pounced gonna, on the you know, opportunity. And the, the draft picks they get back with it, see what they do with those. You know, so they got two first-round picks, I believe, this year. Uh, but obviously the NFL, just crazy moves going on, just mentioned. We'll obviously be talking about most likely more moves here in the next few days. It seems like there was a bunch of moves before free agency started with that tampering period. There was a lull once it started, and then it kind of picked up over the weekend, obviously, with Watson and everything. And now they're back to pick it. It's picking up some more, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, it's family owned and operated, located right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back, we'll talk some college hoops. That's next on today's edition of the Sports Mix. My name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg has a brand new list of daily specials. Monday, stop on in for burger night or enjoy a nice juicy steak every Tuesday and Wednesday. The Palace Lounge also offers freshly steamed shrimp Thursdays and chef specials every Friday and Saturday. Sunday is all-day breakfast and there are drink specials daily too. So come enjoy the Palace Lounge. You can find them on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard. 
WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care. Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist. Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management. Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia. Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics. And Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Whether you're heading to a high school, college, or professional football game, Johnny's has all your tailgating go-tos. Delicious wings, meatballs, shrimp, burgers, and dogs. Plus, Johnny's has everything you need to serve it all up. Party trays, utensils, plates, cups, and more. Stop by either of our two great locations, 1456 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg and Route 11 South in Chambersburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. I like when we uh, set out segments here. Our Shout out to our intern, Avery Newport, for doing that for us uh, every day as part of his internship. Uh, and we don't get to all the things in one segment. That's a good day in sports. That means there's something breaking that you got to talk about. Especially coming into today when we thought it was kind of a slow day. A, lo- a light wise. day, yeah. And then the NFL just blows up yet again. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we'll continue to talk about the NFL, obviously, here as the weeks and months go by, because uh, I'm assuming that's not the last bombshell move that comes I gotta here. i got to wait to see where Baker Mayfield goes. And does Jimmy G get traded here as the months go by, recovering from a shoulder surgery? Uh, just, you know, a lot of still... What are you looking at me like A lot like of questions. I, I was letting answered. you finish your sentence. Oh, and then you know, a lot of things on. to talk about, or a lot of potential moves to be made here. Uh, but we'll continue to talk about the NCAA. Uh, basketball here in March Madness continues tomorrow with the first set of slate of games for the Sweet 16, starting at 7.09 p.m. Uh, obviously, big games. Uh, you got Arkansas, Gonzaga. Gonzaga kind of looked like they didn't want to make it to the Sweet 16 in that game in the round of 32. Uh, then you got Michigan, who a month ago didn't look like they were going to make it to the tournament. And uh, you had their Jawan Howard, their coach, get suspended for the rest of the season. And then they come back in the tournament there, their conference tournament, able to make some things happen and get into the tournament and make a little run here. Uh, Texas Tech and Duke, three versus two. That should be an interesting game. Maybe – could it be Coach K's last ball game? Texas Tech favored by one in that ball game. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, that's the the newest line. Huh. Um, with Villanova favored by five in their game, Gonzaga favored by nine and a half in their ball game, and then the round out the night tomorrow night, Houston number five Houston against number one Arizona. Arizona favored by one and a half in that ball game. So first slate of games there should be a good slate. Why do they have to all be playing basically at the same time instead of? I going really in wish all day schedule, so that yeah. just like everybody in the first and second rounds, why can't we have that? Why do I have to start with Gonzaga, Arkansas at seven ten, and then while that game's going on, try to find a way to follow Villanova, Michigan at the same time? Maybe they should start at like five o'clock. I think it's the 
not give anybody maybe a advantage of having a little bit more time off could be it. I, I don't know. It just sucks because ten o'clock is not the best time on the East Coast to watch games. I mean, it's if you're the there in the West Coast, you're happy. You're getting right off of work and getting to see four great basketball games. But East Coast always gets fleeced in March Madness time when it comes to the good games. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of how sports work, you know. On the West Coast, you get you're still working sometimes. Like if you think about it, the games start tonight at seven o'clock. It'll still be four o'clock in on the West Coast. Yeah, but so you it's can just kind of hard how the country works, time wise. So you can't you get you can't get the best of both worlds, Colin. Unless well, you want to be your smack dab in the middle Montana. of the country. She got the best of both worlds. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what do we think about the slate of games tomorrow? I think they're going to be good games. I mean, I I'm I'm really looking forward to Arizona Houston. That's the game that I've kind of got my eye on. Uh, we've talked about. Houston before we talked about them yesterday I think they're severely underrated as a five seed they were one of the best teams in the country this year in terms of offensive and defensive efficiency they lost their two top scorers from last year to season ending injury this year and they're still a 30 plus win team so really interesting to keep an eye on that game Arizona kind of struggled through the first two games of the tournament they um you know, they, they won in the first round against Wright State, but they gave up more points than they should have, and they barely squeaked by TCU in overtime in the round of 32. So they're kind of on the ropes right now. I think Houston has a good chance to, to knock them off their pedestal. So I'm, I'm paying attention to that game. I think uh, Texas Tech-Duke is the game tomorrow. That was one in my bracket that I was really uncertain on where to go. I did pick Texas Tech, but I think it could go either way. Uh, but... Arkansas is a nine and a half point dog against Gonzaga. I think they cover that. I think yeah, they cover. I too. think there's a good chance there too. But I was going to kind of struggle in the tournament. I was going to go with that Duke Texas Tech game, but since we already uh, slightly touched on it, I'll go with this Michigan Villanova game. Villanova's been almost a dynasty. Jay Wright, I mean, great coach there. You've seen a lot of success. Uh, especially against Michigan. They've met a couple times here in March Madness, and it's been Villanova on top. Exactly, 2018, and Villanova dominated them. But Michigan, they're trying to be a Cinderella. This is the big test. Can you beat a two-seed? And this team is uh, playing really well right now. I'd be surprised if Michigan can do it. So I like the underdog. I'm going to be watching that, and... Probably be pulling for Michigan because why not? An 11 seed in the Elite Eight, it's fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think a game to watch. I mean, we all kind of there's four games tonight or tomorrow night. So if we all pick a different game, there's only four games. Uh, but the fact that Arizona only favored by one and a half in this ball game to Houston, we could see a five-one upset. I mean, it's only one and a half points for the for the for the edge there. It's you know it's the low. Besides that Texas Tech game, which is a closer Texas Tech Duke, closely ranked in March Madness, uh, but a five to one seed, and you know it's only a one point five favorite for the one seed. I think there could be trouble in that ball game. I might have to go back on my pick. I think I have Villanova in my Final Four. <laughs> So I'm going to check that first, and if I do, I'm going to go with Villanova winning. All right, well, 
Why you go and look yeah, at that? Yeah, give me Villanova. <laughs> All right. Why we? Why we? You, so you've you're taking Villanova. All right. I, we've got to stick with the bracket. We've got to end sure this uh, segment here quickly. But uh, Kevin Willard introduced as the Maryland head coach, and he had this to say at his introductory press conference about the legend that used to coach for Maryland. I remember watching Maryland basketball, and I remember thinking to myself, I want to play for that man. I want to play at that school because they had such swagger. They had such confidence. They had a, a way about them that when you watch Coach Williams' teams, now as a coach and I go back and I look at your teams, they were so fundamental. They passed, they had a great assist turnover ratio. They, they pressed after free throws. They, they always kept teams off balance. I know it all, Coach Williams, I watch your games. But his teams had a swagger. His players had a swagger. The University of Maryland had a swagger. And what our teams are going to do and what we are going to do is we are going to bring that swagger that Coach Williams had and that Joe Smith, Stevie Francis, Steve Blake. And I remember... There you go. It was, you know, the legend Gary Williams at the introductory press conference last night and a lot of good words from Willard. You want to talk about your history of a program if you're taking over a historic program like Maryland. Yeah, it is a historic program, even though just one national championship for Maryland. They were, under head coach Gary Williams, a con- consistent contender in the Final Four and stuff like that. And and Mark Turgeon, he had the program at a good place in terms of preseason rankings. They would bring in high, really recruited players. But for whatever reason, it just never really worked out. The farthest it got was the Sweet 16, losing to Kansas. Uh, when they had that mellow Trimble team. If you remember the hype around that Maryland team with Diamond Stone and Rashid Suleiman, that team was expected to go far, and, and it didn't really work out. Willard's postseason success isn't there, but that's at Seton Hall. So I do have high hopes for him. I hope he can uh, get Maryland basketball back to really being good. Uh, last year, I kind of threw out the window for this this year, I guess. Any quick thoughts there, Avery? As yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I am in full agreement with Nick. I think that, that – you know, I'm hoping that Willard's got the right stuff. Obviously, Maryland had a down year last year, their first losing season since 1993. So he's got to turn around the ship quickly. He's got to start recruiting uh, good players here pretty soon. All right, well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix, talking some Caps hockey. That's next after this two-minute break. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. and We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. 
Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24th. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. Martinsburg Bulldog Football presents the 9th Annual Bulldog Golf Classic on Thursday, June 9th at the Crest Creek Country Club. Go to Martinsburg Bulldog Football Facebook page or martinsburgfootball.com for more information. Is it shaky? Nah, I think it's going to be left a little. Are you shaky? Man, you got to get that thing off, so... Yeah, 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 it's Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343. You can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, hanging out with you here for the last uh, two minutes or so. And uh, we'll talk some capitals here when we wrap some things up there in action. Last night, yesterday, we had Andrew Gillis of NBC Sports Washington on the show. Uh, Marcus Johansson goes to the first line. Maybe they tinker with that for the next game they have on Friday night because they fell 5-2. to two. Uh, It was 4-2. to two. Their offense kind of just disappeared after in the first period uh, getting some goals there. Uh, but they play two games this weekend back-to-back. They play at the Sabres and then they come home to face the Devils. Obviously, Caps now losers of two straight. They need to uh, start a winning streak here. Uh, but uh, they had a good run and then it just seems like these last two ball games or not ball games. These last two games, they haven't been able to uh, get through, but they got three games in uh, three days coming up here. Yeah, you got to win the next two there. And then Even they though they're back to back, it's the Sabres and the Devils who have really struggled this year. So you got to get the four out of four points. I was just looking at their schedule. So they play Friday, Saturday, Monday, and then don't play again until April third, Sunday. So they have five. <laughs> Off. I don't know. This is, this is a weird schedule this year. I still wish they would have got a uh, veteran goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, did you listen to the to I, yesterday's I watched show? the pregame and how it... No, I said, did you listen to yesterday's show? Oh, for you guys, I thought you were asking about the uh, no pregame when the Capitals uh, announcers were saying that they like that even though they didn't get a goalie, that it hopefully gives confidence to Vitek Vanacek that he knows that he is the goalie come playoff time. Yeah, and I think they have the ability if they want, if they really wanted to, to trade for a goalie because they have a few goalies in their minor league system. Yeah, that are that have made that have made NHL starts. Uh, they'll have to wait till the off season at least. But uh, 
Capitals back in action Friday night at 7 p.m. against the Sabres. They lost last night to the Blues uh, 5-2. Evgeny Kuznetsov, Tom Wilson continue to uh, score some goals. And for Kuznetsov, he's having a great season compared to what he's had the last few seasons. So it's always good to see him do some good things. But that'll do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Again, no softball tonight as the rain has postponed that till tomorrow night. But we'll have that tomorrow night on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, 640 pregame show. But until tomorrow, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern, Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Frizzley, I'm Spencer. Please saying so long. Yeah.